Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It is the 21st of January, Thursday, and we are back with a Bible Reading Plan podcast. You have decided to listen today. Thank you for being part of this. And uh, before we go any further, let me remind you that one of my favorite parts of this podcast is when people send me emails or text messages or stop me somewhere or give me a call or something to offer their own reflections about the passage. So that's you. Um, I trust, I wouldn't be able to believe if you told me that you heard these passages and nothing came to mind for you. I would say um, that that's impossible. Something is stirring up in you. There's some reason why you're listening to this podcast because you have thoughts of your own. You have a story of your own. There's things going on in your life and um, I want to hear about it. I want to hear about how this scripture is bringing things to mind, changing perceptions, um, inspiring you, um, challenging you, anything. I would love to hear your thoughts. So just want to say that before we get going. Um, let's see. Today we're going to be reading Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Um, Tom, would you mind if I read this passage for us? Sounds good. Okay, great. Thanks. Here you go. Here it is. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And as he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in a boat with the hired men and followed him. So Tom? As we read that passage, what's one thing that comes to mind for you? Well, um, I can tell one thing that came to mind, and then I have uh, kind of like two questions that I want to throw out to you, Brendan, that kind of made me uh, wonder. Ooh, um, that's the exciting oh. part. Great. <laughs> well, first of all, the thing that stood out to me is, is just the response of, of these fishermen. Um, so here, here is Jesus, um, and he walks by, and all he has to say is, come follow me um and uh simon and his brother andrew at once okay those two words you know at once they left their nets and followed him which is like whoa that's that's uh it's pretty amazing that, that they did that at once and then again with um uh, james and john also some fishermen um jesus called out to them and they left their father uh, right there in the boat and so those two responses reminded me of what we read about on monday with Jonah 
Now, I know Jonah didn't, re didn't respond like that at first, okay, during the first two chapters of Jonah, but he did, uh, in Jonah chapter three, uh, respond um, positively and respond just like these guys did um, at once. And, um, and I don't know if Jonah left his father from where he came from, um, but I'm sure he left uh, uh, people behind, left things behind to do what the Lord to me, just that response, and which, which just makes me think that when the Lord or the Holy Spirit prompts me or it puts a thought into my brain to like send an email to somebody or, or to say something to somebody or, um, you know, just to, to do something that, that you know, I, I need to, I, I need to more in my life uh, uh, promptly do those things before they just leave my uh, head I, I should i should act on those um promptly, yeah uh, that's so good the Lord has an idea uh, in mind um, and he wants me to do something yeah i appreciate that and the, question, the question oh sorry go ahead well just to pause there um because you brought out something really important that connects actually to the last two passages we just read as well not just jonah but also psalm 62 and first corinthians 7 um these people uh had attachments they had interests you know in their business this is their livelihood they were not wealthy people who could afford to just drop their nets there weren't wealthy people who could just afford to walk away from their income their daily income they were dependent on that and their families were too and jesus comes along and calls them to follow him and something about that i don't know exactly what like he said why in the world do they do that but the disciples were willing to let other things go in their lives in order to follow Jesus. James and John leave their father. And, um, you know, Simon and Andrew uh, leave their nets too. And, and they end up following Jesus, leaving behind the life they used to lead and taking on a whole new life. That's what um, Jonah does, like you mentioned. It's also what Psalm 62 advises of being aware of the pull that money and other commitments have on our life and acknowledging that God alone is our refuge in him alone is power and uh, being willing to lay down our own attachments to follow him. So I just want to reflect that back. Um, what you pointed out. I, I love that. So you had some questions. Um, yes. Um, verse 15. Okay. The words of Jesus himself um, in the new international version that I am using in front of me here. Um, you know, he said, the time has come, uh, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe the good news. And I put a question um, mark by the good news, because I mean, we, okay, who live, you know, 2000 years after Christ, okay, we, we know the good news, okay, we know, um, you know, because we're sinners, um, we deserve to be separated from God always, okay, but we know the good news of Jesus Christ, um, who decided to, to become one of us um, and, and to, to take on our punishment for our sin for us, um, that we that there's good news that, that uh, we don't need to be separated from God um, forever. So that, that's good news. But when Jesus said this to the people, he hadn't even died yet. And I don't even know if he had told his disciples that he was going to be dying yet. And so I'm wondering what he means by believe the good news because his death and resurrection hadn't even happened yet. So that was my question. What, what's the good news? Yeah. So, um, 
So you're, you're saying, but I'll reiterate your question real quick and then um, make sure I'm understanding you right. Um, and then and then I have some thoughts about that. So what you're saying is this is the beginning of the gospel. I mean, this is right at the first chapter of Mark. And, um, and Jesus is saying, repent and believe the good news. Well, what is he talking about? He's got to, what news? Like what news is he referring to? Right, because, because the good news for us is is Jesus has died on the cross to save us from our sin, and to you know to to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and welcome us back into God's family. Right, that's the good news for us that the victory has been won. That's the gospel. So, what did it mean to them? Because Jesus hasn't died on the cross yet. In the right, that's what I'm wondering. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I wonder that too. Um, I think it's totally, I'm not going to completely answer your question because that's a really good question. Um, the, the, the very beginning of Mark starts off saying the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, son of God. So that's the opening line of Mark. Is he just saying, this is the gospel? Um, so then he goes through talking about Isaiah, and then he goes, he, he references John the Baptist, verse four, John came baptizing in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance, forgiveness of sins, right? Um, and so John's giving kind of a, a, a good news, like you can repent of your sin and be baptized, you know, and, and um, forgiveness will be yours. God will forgive you. So there's the kind of the message of John, the gospel of John. But then um, Jesus comes on the scene and Jesus gets baptized, right? And, um, and immediately uh, he comes up from the water and he sees um, heaven tears open and the spirit of God descends like a dove upon him. And a voice came out of the heaven saying, you are my son, the beloved, and you I'm well pleased, right? So that there's that news, you know, that proclamation over Jesus, which flips the whole baptism story. Um, it's about identity that you are part of my, Jesus, Jesus is my son, part of my family. I am pleased with you. I love you. Um, so Jesus goes out into the wilderness. Um, he's tempted for 40 days. His identity is tested. Um, and then he goes, uh, after delivering, uh, uh, after and after the oh sorry then after John came G, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying the time has been fulfilled so um, what does it say in our our translation um, proclaiming the good news of God so Jesus has been proclaiming the good news so I'm just saying it's not the first time Jesus really comes on the scene is my point like Mark is painting a really, really fast, quick, I mean, Mark is a super fast, quick gospel. He does not, I mean, he doesn't waste any time. But what I'm saying is this is not um, the beginning of the story for even for Mark, even though it's like the first scene seems like, um, or actually the second scene. Um, Jesus has been going around Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. Um, and people heard the good news, at least Jesus heard the good news. We're not sure if other people heard it too, that, that God has declared him the son of God and that God has declared his pleasure over Jesus. And the Holy spirit has come in the form of a dove. Um, 
So Jesus has a story to tell is what I'm saying. And he's telling the story of what happened in his baptism. At least he's telling that good news that was reiterated at this baptism, that um, he is the son of God and that he has been um, anointed by the Holy Spirit to preach the good news of God, which is that he has come, you know? So I would say that, um, that part of his good news is that the kingdom of God has come near. Part of his good news is that Jesus is the son of God, you know, because that's what was heard at his baptism. And um, I think that's, I don't think we have to wait for the cross to see um, the atonement beginning to happen in Jesus Christ. Um, even in Jesus being fully God and fully human, you have right there um, a sort of atonement. It's not the atonement we see in the cross in full, but we see God as God and God as human coming together in one God man, Jesus Christ. And that alone is good news to be proclaimed that God is near, that the kingdom of God is near in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the kingdom of God. And the fact that he's there is the good news that he has to proclaim, you know? So that's the, that's maybe the long answer to the question um, is that Jesus is not new on the scene. He's proclaiming himself. He's proclaiming what people heard of the baptism and he's proclaiming what you hear here that the kingdom of God is near. And that's the good news that he wants people to believe. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Those are my thoughts. What's the other question you had? Um, no, it, it kind of went along with that. Like, like, like when he says the kingdom of God has come near, what does he mean by that? that was oh funny. yeah. 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 And I think just to, to take that on as a, you know, an angle is that, that in Jesus, the kingdom of God is near to people. You know, Jesus represents uh, the presence of God, the embodiment of God, the incarnation of God. Um, the, so the reign of God is fully present in Jesus. And that's what he means by the kingdom of God has come near. Like I am near and I am, I am, uh, I'm speaking to you now. Like I'm, I'm the kingdom of God in person. So I think that's, that's what he means. Um, is that kind of what you're asking? Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I, th I think, I mean, those are really important things because I mean, the gospel, the good news, that's, that's a great theme for Mark. I mean, he starts his whole gospel off with that. So to be able to understand what the good news is that he's talking about. Um, and the good news is kind of like a diamond, you know, it's one thing definitively but there's different ways to approach it. You can approach the good news through incarnation. You can approach the good news through baptism. You can approach it through the Holy Spirit. You can approach it through the cross. You can approach it through um, the healing ministry of Jesus. You know, they're all different facets of the same good news um, that is proclaimed in Jesus, the person. So, yeah, no, I like that diamond example. That's that's helpful. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to say there's multiple good newses at all, but, um, we, we talked about this, um, with Nadine a few weeks ago. Um, I, I don't know if you listened to that podcast, but, um, uh, you guys can go back and listen to that one. But, um, we, we talked at length about what, when Paul says, um, I preach to you, my gospel. It's like, what <laughs> <laughs> your gospel does everyone have a gospel, my gospel, your gospel, relativism, all that stuff? Um, no, but he does, he has his own story of how the good news came to him, you know, and he, he shared personal testimony of 
the good news that had happened to him that was one facet of the one thing that did happen that everyone is pointing back to as good news, which is that Jesus Christ came to rescue sinners, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, he has a version of the gospel because he is a person for whom Jesus died, you know? So each of us has a gospel to share, a good news to share, but um, it's a facet of the one diamond that is, um, that is Jesus Christ, you know, um, the, the incarnate God. So, um, yeah, I think it's really, really important to think about um, what good news means here. Um, but regardless, Jesus is asking him to, to believe in it, to trust in the good thing, the good news. Um, repent and believe we talk about this all the time um the learning circle right that's that's what um if you take this and and think about how do i apply this verse in my life the time has come the kingdom of god has come near repent and believe the good news if we believe the kingdom of god has come near in jesus christ and that the holy spirit now reigns the spirit of christ reigns in the world that means that um every moment is a moment to acknowledge that the kingdom of god is coming near and to repent and believe in the good news meaning Anything that happens in our life, um, we have an opportunity to repent and to go, what is God saying to me in the midst of this? And then to believe in it, um, to believe what God has been saying to us by um, acting it out, to respond. Go, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to respond to um, what God has revealed to me. Um, and that's what Jesus is asking them to do right at the beginning. That's the journey of discipleship. That's what he's calling these disciples into is a process of repenting and believing um, something new that's breaking into the world, namely Jesus. So it's good stuff to hold on to. And it's a, it's a great tool to be able to use during the day. Anyway, um, Tom, thank you for joining me on the podcast this week. Appreciated your um, enthusiasm and honest engagement with the scriptures. And thank you listeners for joining us. Uh, we'll be back with you on Monday. Don't try to listen tomorrow. There won't be an episode, but Monday there will be, I believe it will be Travis Rujink. I think that's who's going to be joining us on Monday. So um, everybody go in peace. Tom, thank you again. And oh, we you're welcome. Be back with you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.